The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's up, everybody out there in the Busted Open Nation? And thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Masters Class. Today, myself, Bully Ray, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, and the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, take you down a path and tell you some stories and give some advice of when fans attack our personal issues when things have gotten a little crazy or might have gone a little too far with a fans where do we come up with this topic today for the master's class well recently don Callis and kenny omega were in mexico in which don Callis was putting the boots to kenny omega And a photographer came to Kenny Omega's defense and tried to choke out Don Callis. Bravo from me, because when you get that much heat and somebody takes it so far as to try to choke you out and defend the other guy, you must be doing something right. So, Mark and Tommy, um, what did you guys think about the photographer who tried to choke out Don Callis. And what about your own personal stories of fans who may have gone too far? Like, Mark, when you turned heel on John Cena, did any fans take it too far? Or Tommy, have you ever had a fan that waited for you out in the parking lot because maybe there was a guy out there who wasn't a Tommy Dreamer fan? Or you most likely got into a fight with somebody because of me. But anyway, any stories out there, any tall to any good tales? Mark, I'll start with you. When fans attack, what do you got? Well, first off, Bullock, my, my thing is about fans attacking is usually that stuff happens and it's real spontaneous. It's not like you go to the arena and you plan, you know what, man? I know he's 6'3 and almost 6'4 and 400 pounds. I'm, I'm, when Mark Henry comes out, I'm going to go and I'm going to put the boots to him. You don't think that. You, I wouldn't. You're you're propelled to do it because whatever action didn't you just it overwhelmed you that you didn't want that happening to the person that you were cheering for or you were behind and boom there you go you you you're you're, you're knee deep in something that you didn't think about doing security plays a prominent role in that 
first off, we got to talk about our, the security systems. You know, people get in there and they they go through metal detectors, they give the tickets, and and they keep it moving. Security needs to keep an eye on people, and they do. They do. I think for the most part, they do their jobs, and uh, we know them. We talk to them as much as we talk to anybody else, um, and. Every now and then, though, um, so people will, will happen where they just get overwhelmed and they jump in the ring or they attack a wrestler, uh, a la Don Callis. You know, it, you have to smarten everybody up, too. Like the security always has a security meeting before every show. And they meet with the local security and they say, hey, guys, um, we're going to be running point. When you see us outside, defer to us. That happens every show. On this case with Don Callis, it did not happen. I don't know why. And I, I mean, if you're a photographer, take some fucking pictures. Do your job. Do your job. You shouldn't be trying to do anything that's not related to taking photos and putting new film or new ID cards in your camera. If, if anything, you should be like, hey, security, look, 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 and then they'll smarten you up. But the protocols were not followed. And it could have relate. I don't know if y'all noticed. Y'all saw the video, right? Yes. So whenever you hook some fun body from behind and you do a front trip where you put hook to kick your, your leg and grapevine in between somebody's leg, when you pull backwards, you let the leg go. Because if you don't, you're going to break the leg. Don was this close to getting his leg broke. The dude's foot came off the ground, I think, because he slipped. It was an accident that Don's leg didn't get broke. So anything could happen. My, uh, as far as me, Bully. Um, yeah, Mark, did anybody ever try anything with you? Did anybody ever take a swing at you? Did uh, in a parking lot, in a Waffle House, anywhere? Did anybody? Did a fan ever try you because they weren't able to separate, you know, reality from sports entertainment, and and came after Mark Henry? Yeah, a couple of times. Uh, I know one in particular, uh, Jimmy Cardares. Um, some of the guys slid into the ring. I was beating up uh, Chris Jericho. It, in Canada, and Jimmy Cordero's put the boots to the guy. Another case, um, a guy jumped in the ring, and um, Justin Roberts grabbed both his feet, pulled back real far, and the first thing hit the ground was the dude's chest and head, and I just busted out laughing uh, because I was looking, okay, this is Justin Roberts. You know, it just, it just popped the hell out of me. Um, but on another note, I did have a guy – um, you know, and I, 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 I say this, you know, very uh, matter of factly, but this this redneck dude in uh, in Carrollton, Kentucky, uh, pulled a knife 
and said that he was going to cut me. And I, I told him, I said, hey, man, I'm going to smarten you up right now. I said, you got about a two-inch, three-inch blade. You're going to stab me, and I'm going to let you because I'll be close enough to end you, and that knife won't kill me. And I said, do you want to take a chance on me getting my hands on you? And you got one you got one try? And he was like, well, wait till my brother get here. I said, your brother's not here. And I started walking toward, I started walking towards his ass, and he had to re, he had to rethink his situation. Like we have taught more people out of the ass whooping yes. than we have given them. Yes. And I was in a nation, and yeah, I was in a I got put in a trunk of a car before to get out of Madison Square Garden because they were beating the car. They totaled the car. They bust out all the windows. They dented every door panel, fender panel, the hood. Every We got to the rental car place, and Dwayne and D'Lo, we were all standing there explaining to the people at the rental car place, we didn't do this. We just came from a wrestling show, and the fans did this. We were just doing our job. So those situations, they happen. But it, a lot less of that stuff happens now. Oh, without and a doubt. There, but, it a did, but it did. I mean, I know it was in Mexico. I'll, I'll let you, can we agree that this really doesn't happen in the United States anymore? Well, it happens just not as frequently as, as it used to. I mean, there's videos on the Internet. I, I, there's a guy that came and, and he just fucking man blasted Big Show. And Big Show hit this guy, and it looked like a it looked like a movie scene, the way he hit him, and he flew out of the screen. Tommy, like, Tommy, Hope. I don't know whether to put the guy over or call him the biggest moron in the world. Who who would go after the Big Show? Jesus, I mean, why would you go after a seven foot tall, five hundred pound man? I mean, it's ridiculous. The, I mean, so, he, so what he, happened he, to the guy, Mark? Liquor and drugs is no excuse. It's, no excuse. it's like saying, hey, that's a giant bear. I'm going to go and wrestle that bear. You're going to go, you gonna hey go and hit the big show? Hey, guys, come on. Let's go wrestle that bear. But the whole point of this thing is, is lessons learned. I, I, this, is, I, this is a class. This is a yeah. class, right? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen when you do this, guys. One, the police are going to be, the police are already on site. They're going to be called to the situation. They're going to take you in a little room in the back. They're going to process you. They're going to ask the wrestler, do you want to press charges? Yes. Now, when that happens, the security for the WWE, AEW, Impact, New Japan, and, and, and on MLW, all the way down, you name a company. They are going to have their legal team go to court for you or call in to the magistrate or justice of the peace in the place, and they are going to, you're going to jail. You're going to pay a fine. 
Going to the post. You may not ever be able to go to a public assembly again. There, I've, I've heard the cases where guys were begging, please, please, can you drop the charges? I'll, I'll pay I'll pay whatever fine. I'm not going to be able to ever go to a, uh, uh, an event in my town again. Hey, real, you just reminded me of something, Mark, before, before we go to Tommy, because I want to hear Tommy's stories too, but I had a guy take a swipe at me at an impact show, and I didn't swing back, went on with my match, came into the back, and had security bring him back there, and I told him straight to his face. I said, I'm suing your, your entire family. I said, I'm going to get you for every dime. And he, Mark, he begged and pleaded. And then I decided I was going to screw with him. I said, okay, if you don't want me to sue your mother and father and take their house and their bank accounts and their cars and the family dog, get down on your hands and knees and kiss my boots. And he got down on his hands and knees and he kissed my boots. <laughs> you dirty bastard. You. Absolutely. Thank you very much. You're awesome. I love you. <laughs> Tommy, you what met- about you? <laughs> You're like the quintessential baby face. So like, what yeah, Tommy, in- you a baby face. I got to hear this. What uh, have you had with fans? A real asshole to mess with you. Well, um, I realized that I messed up because of wrestling, because of all the trauma that I have experienced being 20 years old and being in the Bahamas and having an entire building wanted to kill you because Kevin Sullivan convinced me to put on a mask and interfere in a match and uh, be supposedly a guy who beheaded a bohemian official. So, yeah, that was me. And I had to lock myself in a room for about an hour, uh, terrified. Anyway, uh, forget about ECW, forget about riots. I'll tell you the one time I was attacked and a recent uh, thing that happened. Uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Tommy Dreamer, Sam Man versus the good old Dudleys. Oh, those Dudleys. How many riots have they, excuse me, have caused? So we're in Baton Rouge, uh, fighting through the crowd, which is always a little extra dangerous. Those garage door chains, I see it. I ram Devon into it. I wrap it around his neck and I start acting like I'm going to hang Devon. All of a sudden I get blasted in my back. I get blasted in my back. I turn to the right. I'm sorry. As soon as I get hit, I'm like, geez, loosen up, dick. Because I think it's Big Dick Dudley. And I turn around like selling and it's a fan. And he's challenging him. Go, come on, come on, come on. And I'm like, I'm fighting the Dudleys. Why is he punching me? And I just went red. The moment I rear back my fist. He was beaten to death by security and the fans. I mean, beaten bloody. You were lucky in during ECW times, bully times, like we were there. If you did get to the police, because if the boys got to you or the, I mean, Atlas were a a legally bonded security company, they were as pent up as the professional wrestlers. We were animals at times. And I remember this guy just, and I'm just like, guys, just kind of let him go. And then me and Devon continue. But then we drag him in the back and he was all beat up. And like, I mean, like, we're like. We Damn out. Damn out. What? <laughs> Mark, breathe. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I just almost passed out. So you telling me that this motherfucker knuckled up and hit you and you was finna whoop him and security beat him so bad that you was like, hey, 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 stop. stop. Tommy had to stop security from beating the shit out of him. <laughs> Atlas Security, Ronnie Lang and the crew. Shout out to Ronnie and Rick and all the guys. They destroyed them. I mean, they and were Atlas, on- and Mark Atlas Security was the original security company for AEW. Uh, some of them are still there. Yeah. I'm going to see. I'm going to go downstairs here in a minute and and go up and talk to Big Shane. Shane was one of them. Yeah, and I remember the guy like he he had a white shirt on. It was ripped. It was covered in his own blood. <laughs> and, but then Sorry also like, but Mark, I mean, you were around in the times, but you were in the WWE. Like, I mean, Baton Rouge was a great crowd for us. And then the fans start curb stomping and kicking this dude because he also punched Tommy Dreamer. And like, I mean, he could have been murdered right then and there. Thankfully, like they let him go. But again, he was drugged to the back and we just basically kicked him out while he was borderline unconscious. And just like now you're in the street bleeding. Um, I could tell you nine million stories about riots uh assaults i i know i've said them on the show um it's bad it's it's bad for the things that i've 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 witnessed i mean we've had riots uh like cops in riot gear um there's so many stories they get lost and when people think we're exaggerating we're not um mark we don't tell some of the stories because we just think people think we're lying or exaggerating or making this shit up because by today's standards, the shit that happened with me, Tommy, Devon, and the crew would never fly. To, I, seriously, was, I should be the, in prison for life. Bro, I, I was in the arena the night that uh, uh, Shawn Michaels got hit in the face with the quarter when the fans were throwing quarters in Little Rock, Arkansas. and oh, And then he left. And, and Sean said, good job, assholes. You just lost your main event. And he threw the microphone down and went and left. And the people, in they started setting the fucking seats on fire in the arena. They had to evacuate us out of the arena. They had us all first locked in the locker rooms. And they were like, hey, the, uh, they're trying to put the seats out, like the seats on fire. We're going to get everybody out of the arena. Bro, it was that was the worst it ever was, and uh, when the when they break out the the ride gear, the SWAT team, and the you know that's that's when it's it's really bad. And Shawn Michaels, I think he got in trouble for that. Yeah, Mark October thirtieth, nineteen ninety seven. They brought the police, the riot gear, the police dogs. You name it. That's what it took to stop that riot that happened in Conshohocken, Pennsylvania, in ECW. Basically, yeah. all of the boys fought all of the fans. That's how bad it got. And Mark, I don't know if you know this, but we almost got into a fight with you. Four ECW guys, no, six ECW guys almost got into a fight with the entire WWE locker room. In 1997, when Heyman, house. when Heyman, Dreamer, and Sandman were in the front row during the Bradshaw-Savio Vega match, um, Sandman threw the beer on, was it Bradshaw or Savio, Tommy? Savio. 
and nobody was smartened up. The ECW guys in the front row knew. Jerry Briscoe wasn't smartened up. And me, Devon, Perry Saturn, and John Cronus were sitting on the hard camera side. We had up, in the, up in the rafters, basically as snipers, because we thought that after this happened, the locker room was going to clear out and there was going to be a fight. So we were full. There was just four of us. You guys had an entire locker room of dudes. We probably had our ass handed to us, but we were kind of like the fans ready to fight the entire WWE locker room because nobody was smartened up. And if you remember that angle went so well that it kind of sparked the whole ECW WWE thing. Bradshaw right. and Dutch Mantel weren't uh, smartened up. And they were in the match. I remember Bradshaw looking at us, and I didn't know John. Uh, he looked at us like he wanted to kill us. That same angle that we did th- this week, uh, another wrestling company during my match at Heat Wave tried to, like, invade our show, but we beat them up. Like, <laughs> they were beat up in the locker. Uh, Paul Heyman, to his credit, man, charge out there. During my match, which I lost a lot of time, and I was mad because my match got uh, taken away uh, for, via time. But they fighting in the stands and then fought in the street. And half the crowd of the building, the Olympic, leaves to watch the ECW boys beat up a bunch of people. And there was a plotted attack. Anyway, wow. that's what I call my 20s. Uh, and it could go on and on for all these different stories. Uh, I, I don't like it. What's because the main people- lesson, though, out of this, Tommy? Uh, well, like, I'll well, tell you what, what was what we, what we fans shouldn't do it because they get beat up or you get arrested and it ruins your life. Uh, recently, right. a fan uh, at Impact tried uh, and punched Trey Miguel. He hopped the guardrail. He did an attack into the ring and then jumped the guardrail to leave through an exit. And a fan punched him twice. And he kind of got caught totally off guard. Sign guy Dudley was there. And sign guy took him down. And then we hear over the thing, like, we got to fight. He needs help. We all go running. We have our security as well. Building security gets involved. The moment we pass them off, the building security, and then it's like, hey, call the cops. And then let the police handle it. Because now you're going to jail. And that's, you know, it's not worth going to jail over fighting somebody whose job is to make you angry. Just like, you know, Darth Vader's job was to make you mad because he cut off his son's hand and it, he was doing his job to make you angry of the evil empire. Crazy stuff. Holy, uh, you got anything? No, I've never had any interactions with any fans. Uh, I've never gotten into a fight with a fan. And uh, no, uh, I'm a happy, happy, joy, joy, rainbows and puppy dog tails. And ice cream and happy little cheese sandwiches. Nope, never. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, here's the thing. Back in the day, we incited it. We egged it on. And we egged it on so much um, that uh, then it just became. Well, you didn't egg it on in Chicago when we were at the Rosemont uh, Hotel. That's an at interesting the, story, but yeah, that, that 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 guy, that that fan who came up to me in the bar and tried to kiss me on the mouth, he then left in an ambulance. 
And and you're right. I did try to talk that situation down. Yeah. Because you know what? At the end of the day, we have too much to lose. You know, I remember defending myself one time um, and my lawyer told me, he's like, listen, if this goes in front of a jury, they're going to take into account that you're a pro wrestler and they might decide that you used excessive force. And the although and even though you might be completely in the right by defending yourself, they may look at it from a different point of view. So, yes, as wrestlers, we always try to talk the situation down. But in ECW, we were egging it on. And I can't tell you how many brawls and riots. I always get upset when I read social media and it says the Dudleys nearly incited a riot. I'm like, what do you mean by nearly? We incited these riots on a weekly basis. Mark, I remember one time in the Elks Lodge in Queens, New York, It was it, it, there was the ground floor and then there was a balcony. We had a guy jump out of the balcony. It had to be, what, a 10, 12-foot drop, Tommy? Yeah. He jumped out of the balcony to get to me and Devon. Damn. And then if, if, if some fans would make do stupid shit, like they try to spit on us in the ring or, you know, throw shit at us, me and Devon would jump out of that ring so fast and punch you in your face. I'm, I'm not talking about working punches, Mark. I'm talking about go over the rails and fight you. Now, I know, I'll never forget uh, Detroit. Dudleys are causing a riot. Paulie sent them out there to beat up Public Enemy because Public Enemy wasn't doing the right business. Bubba's pissed. Devon's pissed. Start jawjacking with a guy. Start jawjacking with a guy. And a whole group of people. And there, and I'm like, man, Bubba's pushing this too hard. Just Bubba's pushing too hard. So then I have to go into, because Bubba always gets me in this zone of, you know, I know what's going to happen because I've been involved in this. I have to come running. I start going through the people, and I see the one dude, because I remember I'm watching on the monitor, this one guy's not moving. This one guy's not selling. All his boys are. I come, and I'm, I'm walking. I'm climbing through the, the chairs. This guy's packing. He's got a gun. And I was like, and then I, they're all screaming, and out of nowhere, I rose above the seats, and I go to Bubba. Like, I make the finger that he's got a gun, and Bubba just goes, Dreamer? And I go, Let's go. And I remember inciting these guys. And now I turn them into me and I just dove on top of Bubba and Devon. And I'm like, you dumb bastard. These guys are all got guns, you stupid. And Bubba's like, who cares? I go, let's just go in the back. And, you know, we fight to the back. But I fought for the people so we didn't have somebody get shot. At a show, I mean, I Mark, have- Mark, he's beat dreamers beat me up and he's like, he's got a gun. And I'm like, really? He has a gun. And he's like, yeah, he's got a gun. I'm like, who cares? Let's fight him. Yeah. But it was seriously, it's so bad. How my, but like, honestly, like, and then for us, I know bully. Cause I, and I know you Mark, when we walk into public events, when we walk, I know I'm casing the joint. I'm looking at trying to see everybody. I'm looking for exits. I'm looking for, I can't be normal. Like, but then it's even like my kids' graduations, like all these different things. And I know it's a different time, you know, but it, it your past like creeps up on you where you're like, you know, this stuff messes with you because of all these like violent, traumatic things. I remember stepping over knocked out bodies to grab someone's child to pass it off to Beulah because it was 
Let's just save the women and children because we're beating up all the men. And like dead people, not dead, like knocked out people, bleeding, people crying. And they came to a wrestling show. We beat up like two, 300 people. These are real things that have happened in my life, Bully's life and your life. And, and I'm, I'm glad it's different. And I like when that thing happened with Trey Miguel, I went into a room and just started crying because I, I wasn't there for him. And like, I also didn't think a fan would do that. And then like, it was just like, then I get rage. Then I get all these different things. And I was like, thank God, because I mean, honestly, like if the guy had a knife, if the guy had a gun, he got him for what? For being a bad guy on television. And he's a great kid and I love him. I call him my son. So it's, you just can't cross that line. Uh, You get arrested. There's trespassing. There's all these different things. It just, do For your you know, own safety and your own good. Just, be a fan, just don't dude. do it. What'd you say, Tommy? I said, just be a fan. <laughs> now well, go be a fan. Great, great ending. Go be a fan. But Mark, I don't know if you realize this. That's exactly what I said to one fan a couple of years ago in Ring of Honor when he was being rude and just completely obnoxious to three of the women that were working there. And Ring of Honor had no security, no security. You started this whole uh, this master's class off with the importance of security. Ring of Honor, who was owned by Sinclair, no security. So if something went wrong, we didn't have anybody to rely on. So three of the girls were really upset that this fan who was sitting in the front row was making just saying horrible things and making crude gestures to them that I told three guys. I said, hey, bring that guy back here. And I brought him to the very edge of the backstage area, like just behind the curtain. And I was, I could not have been any nicer. Like you would think Bully Ray would handle this situation a lot differently. I was like, hey man, don't be so rude to the girls. Don't be making gestures to the girls that you wouldn't want made to your own mother. Go out there enjoy yourself and be a fan. And I gave him a pat on the back and that's how I handled it. And that whole situation got blown up like in every way, shape or form, but ring of honor didn't want anybody to know that they didn't have security. And then this fan goes on social media and makes up these this lies, complete lies about how, Oh, bully took me in a room and bully did this. And he threatened me. There were three witnesses there. None of that stuff happened. And the whole thing of now go be a fan. I was basically tell them just don't take it so far, but go out there and enjoy yourself. But some people don't just don't understand that they don't get it. Well, just y'all, if you're listening to this, like Bully said it best, go be a fan. Like we we want to entertain you, and the people today are a lot different than the guys in the past. Don't make them act out. Just don't do it. Just go be a fan and, and have a great time and enjoy the show. I totally agree. I'm sure Tommy agrees. And on that note, we'll close out this edition of the Masters Class. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hope you found some of these stories entertaining. And give us that good old five-star rating. We love the five-star rating. If you listen to the Masters Class in Japan, hell, give us a six-star rating. That other guy with the dirt sheet sure would do. Thank you, everybody. This is Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer, and me, Uncle Bully, signing out. Thanks.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, Please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because 
If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.